Hi everyone, today is May 19th, 2018, and this is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And I'm Deck Tech. And we're on a verge of a new box, new things going on. The WCS is going to come uh, late next week, I believe, or early the week after. And the new box is dropping early uh, next week, and Jesse is here, and yeah... We're buying through our boxes, our, the cards that we wanted, and then we got news of all these new cards. So, um, How is your gem collection going, uh, and are you ready for the new box? Uh, it's going okay. Uh, not as well as I would have hoped. You guys will remember that I was hunting for the Amazon as Onslaughts, and I, I bought 133 packs and I still only got two of them. So I'm playing with a slightly janky version of the uh, Amazonas right now with the Lava Golem so that I could do my meme of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but um, it's working okay. I'm still only in Platinum. I think I'm in Plat 4 at this point. I've been cruising through there. haven't obviously played a ton because if I had, I'd be either not cruising or I'd be farther up the ladder, but um, so far so good. I think if I run into a lot more meta decks or like a, maybe a lot of mirror matches especially, then I'm probably going to have to go back in and, and find that third onslaught. But I guess at this point there's still like four of them out of the 67 packs, so I should be able to get it fairly quickly unless I just continue to be super unlucky. Um, and then the last thing, the reason why this episode's a little late uh, is that I was pretty much traveling the whole day today uh, so I haven't been able to play it all today yet, but we'll see if maybe I can get some games in and uh, make a little bit of progress before everything shakes up too much with the new box. You had That's to, about you. Where, you, you, yeah. had, you had to duel someone on the plane like like Kaiba did. That's probably what you <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, that would have been some next level. Well, it, it wouldn't have been as exciting because I would have just been paying for Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a that's little, true. little anticlimactic. Right, right, right. But, uh, but you can never trust plain Wi-Fi, so maybe it would have been just as exciting. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, this week I decided to switch to Cyber Angels because uh, that was predicated by my buying through the um, reprint boxes. I brought I bought through the mini reprint box, and I didn't really get anything good. Um, like none of the new cards or anything. No, I got the uh, Gorilla, Brother of the Fire Fist Gorilla. Uh, no Sanyens. And then I bought some of the reprint box, and I got a Sephira and a Senju. So those are my second copies of both. And I finally decided to play Cyber Angels because I faced nothing but Sylvans in Legend. Um, I got to Legend 2 for a day, <laughs> and yesterday I fell back to Legend 1. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing great uh, there. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping for the new box to try to get rid of Sylvans, maybe I can't do it myself so the new box would uh, and um, yeah that's that's me um, I've been saving up gems since I've heard of the new box so I have like over 2,000 now or so, so I might be able to buy some packs when it comes out yeah, I had the same idea like as soon as they announced the new set I decided I was not going to look for the third copy of the Onslaught unless or until like, I just couldn't, you know, continue as I was doing. So uh, it seemed fine. 
but I'm at I'm only at 742. I just checked it, so I'm not quite as doing as hot as you are, but we'll see. Yep. So um, earlier, a couple days ago, I asked for questions for um, on Twitter because um, I didn't really know what to expect content-wise this week, and a few uh, listeners submitted questions. Thanks for those. But the new box dropped right after um, I asked for those questions. So we're going to uh, address the viewer questions next week instead. So uh, sorry for the delay, but we will get to every single question. And we'll also give a chance for more listeners to ask more questions. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll, uh, we thought we were going to be light on content. Uh, as we know from several past episodes with new boxes, that doesn't tend to be the case. So we're saving them for next time. All right, so this week in eSports, the, the Duel Links Meta Championship Series 8 happened last Saturday, and um, I'm not going to go into the controversy that happened, but uh, we're going to talk about the decks instead. Um, and this is probably, this is interesting, because the MCS kind of shapes the meta in a way, and this one happened before the new box. I think the last MCS was after the new box, it was two days before it was two days after a box was released. So this one isn't going to shape the meta, I think, because the, the new set came right after. So this is like the last snapshot of the old meta, our current meta. Yeah. I, uh, you, we've talked a couple times about the difference between looking at kind of a settled meta versus establishing the meta. And so when you look at this type of towards the end of a meta... Uh, in theory, at least, you're seeing what the best decks and or the best players are because it's it's all refined. So there's no wins just based off of surprise factor or based on people not knowing how to play around stuff. Um, of course, that's all theoretically. You know, mistakes happen, and and also there's just always some luck involved in card games. But yep. that's what we can take away from this one is that these are some high level players playing some of the best decks, and that's what we're going to take a look at, what these best decks are. Right. First place, Stevie. Uh, Grit Sylvan deck. You've got your normal 20, uh, no, 16 monster composition, and then the four extra spells and traps are Tribute to the Doom, two Econ, and one Treacherous Trap Hole. Very boring yep. list. <laughs> yeah, pretty standard. We've seen it. Uh, some permutation of this a lot of times. Second place, Eugen with uh, Amazonas. This is the newer version of Amazonas in, in which they have Massive Morph kind of to go along with the synergy with the Swordswoman, but it also has two tribute uh, offerings to the Doom, the new uh, quick play from the new uh, mini box, the reprint mini box. Yeah, uh, card's really good. One of the few reasons why I was thinking about buying the mini box, I decided not to, but it's just a really solid card. Um, the Massive Morphs, now that I've been playing a little bit with the Amazonas, I get why they're in there, but I ended up taking them out of mine. I love the way that it works with sometimes it just, you get to win, you get a kill based on it with the Amazonas Swordswoman, and sometimes the buff doesn't matter until you get your uh, Swordswoman out because you've just got like a queen in defense position or whatever. But other times it felt like it was just helping them kill me faster, and I already wanted to run my 
uh, Amazons into their attackers, you know, sometimes fairly frequently so that I, I could activate stuff. So to me, it felt like I was taking too much damage and it wasn't doing enough work. So I ended up cutting them. Um, but they're obviously you can tell that they're in there specifically for that swordswoman uh, synergy. I tend to like the deck a little bit more as a, that kind of feels more like a combo finisher, and I kind of liked it more as a mid-range tempo value thing. Hmm. Third place, Sniffus, Snifus, and Snifus brought a 30-card uh, Grass is Greener spellbooks, and this one's a bit different in that they have the Tricky as a one of, uh, as a monster. Uh, and then the rest of it's pretty, uh, pretty straightforward for the 30-card uh, spellbooks. Yeah, yeah, we saw a tiny bit of tricky when people were first trying to figure out the deck, uh, because every once in a while you'll just get stuck with extra cards, especially in the grass is greener, because any grass is greener that you draw after your first one is a dead card, so some way to use it is nice. Um, it also lets you get cards, you know, like your prophecy destroyer into the graveyard or your uh, fifth spell book. Um, one of them is also the spellbook library of the Crescent, which is the useless one once you have any other spellbooks in your graveyard. So uh, that's another dead card that you kind of want to make some sort of use of. So the tricky kind of makes sense in there. There's not a ton of spots in the deck to play with, um, but it's it seems like a, a nice inclusion. And uh, third place, Power Poke also played 30-card uh, Grass is Greener spellbooks. This one did not have the tricky though. Um, I guess there's more threeos in this deck. That's why I'm seeing it's a little different. Uh, yeah, it has two prophecy, and that's kind of, I guess, some more threeos or something. They have three uh, of the spellbook of the master. Oh yes, yeah. Um, so the prophecy destroyer is interesting because in think DK's first version he ran three like that was kind of in his first version that was like the whole engine and the whole point of the deck but then people realized that between the prophecy destroyers and the spellbook of fate that you're just removing two you even though you have a 30 card deck and you've put like 10 cards into your graveyard immediately and then you're just continuing to fill it throughout the game you still run out of stuff at some point so they've been cut back a little bit um i've been running Two, I haven't played spellbooks very much recently since I switched over, of course, to Amazonist, but uh, I ended up with two in my version. I like that version a little better. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny how the... Even we, we said it's the last snapshot. The Amazonist kind of looks different now, and then you have two different spellbooks. Sylvan's is the same, but it's kind of funny. It's still a little unsettled, some decks. Yeah, I think part of that is because unlike uh, the other game that we both play, Hearthstone, where you you just get like mountains and mountains of data constantly in Hearthstone. Um, I I don't know if it was hyperbole or what, but I remember uh, in explaining why they had some balancing issues, uh, one of the Hearthstone dev people said that in the first ten minutes, no, in right. the first thirty, yeah, like first thirty seconds of the set or something like that more games are played than the entire balance team can do in the entire right. balancing period of Hearthstone. And they have all of those stats. And there's, um, like, 
add-ons in Hearthstone so that you can track your stats and then submit them to websites that will then yeah. compile them. So uh, even though you know the vast majority of people don't do that, there's still a very significant number that do. So we just have this constant uh, barrage of stats, and you can see like exactly which decks are performing best in that game. And we don't really have anything like that in Duel Links. So I think that's probably part of the reason why we have this a little bit of like uncertainty as to exactly what the best decks are. Yeah, we're just barraged by information. We're we're kind of it's it's kind of weird being uh, feeling the way on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Duel Links Meta Weekly happened Wednesday. Uh, Havoc Billy Break first place. Grit Sullivan's twenty one card version. It's exactly the same as Stevie's deck, except they added one um, offerings to the Doom. I believe that's the only difference. Cool. Second place, Miss Tilt Stein. Miss Tilt Ein, I don't know. Uh, Grit Amazonis. This is the Lava Golem version. It has Lava Golems and without the massive morphs and two offerings to the Doom tier. Yeah, this is a little closer to what I have. Um, I'm still using Restart in mine instead of Grit. And uh, like I said, I don't have offerings to the Doom, so I'm using like Econs. Pretty much the same idea, but. Uh, I really like Lava Golem in Amazonas. I think that that's a good addition, not just for the meme. Um, I, I guess I should maybe stop calling it a meme since I'm the only one doing it, but not just for uh, my being able to call it Lava Girl. Um, there's also just, it has a lot of synergies with the deck. Um, one, the deck likes to go one for one because you can use your, um, I forget what the trap's called. Onslaught, thank you. Um, to attack in, and then so if you have one of one of your monsters for each of theirs, then that's kind of you can go one for one in that way. Even if you guys aren't dying, you kind of seem to match up that way. And so one way that people like to play around um, your board position is to just flood it. So um, the golem helps with that. Golem also helps with. Uh, I tweeted about this, but sometimes against certain decks, especially like Sylvans, you can get them to the point where you can just play a Golem and then put your Amazonas Queen in defense position. And they have a really hard, like they have so few outs. Some of them run Tribute to the Doomed or uh, or they could run Offerings to the Doomed, but they often don't. And then after like their first one or two uh, times that they're flipping cards into their graveyard, they, they run out of uh, the removal one. And so, basically, they just don't have a lot of ways to deal with the queen. So sometimes you can just sit there and let them burn themselves out, out while they can't, like, attack through your stuff. So, um, all in all, it's nice. It works, of course, with uh, the Swordswoman as well. So it's just all in all, I really like it in the deck. And I think Lava Golem without Massive Morse, I'm pretty happy with it right now. Third place, yay, hey. Uh, this is the old Amazonus without <laughs> Massive Morph or Lava Golem. Um, and, uh, yeah. There, there's the Amazonus Paladin. And Offerings to, Offerings to the Doom seems like a staple in these high-level Amazonus decks, even without the burn cards, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see the old version with the new ones. Yeah. And third place, Fetty Guap. Uh, 30, 30 card grass is greener Sylvans 
not Sylvan, Spellbooks, and this one has the Dark Magician of Chaos. Yeah, I tried that card out for a little bit as well. Uh, it's it's okay. It's pretty solid. What you really want to do is get it out with the Spellbook of Life. So you kind of have to maneuver your uh, graveyard in the right way to make that work. Um, or you can get it out with the, I forget what it's called, but the one tribute guy where if you have five or more different spell books, then you can get a Dark Magician of Chaos off of that, and that's really good as well. So it gives you a lot of burst potential when you can do that. And I'm not sure if it's that, la- like if it deserves one last spot, um, it's certainly a lot more explosive than the tricky, um, maybe a little bit less utility because it's another card that can end up dead in your hand as opposed to a card that makes use of all those cards that end up dead in your hand. But uh, it's definitely in the conversation. I've seen a lot of people trying it out, trying to make it work, and it's good enough that it, it is a route. If you like that card or whatever, you can consider putting it into yours. Yep. So those are the tournaments. The Reddit tournament was back. Um, we don't really know what's going on with the Reddit subreddit. There, there was an effort to bring back content instead of memes, so I guess that's what the tournament's about. But we didn't see a write-up about it. it. happened on Friday, so we'll check out the Reddit radar in the future to see if there's a write-up in it. Yeah, it got a little bit... It looked like it might have had some mixed reception. It was, for me at least, on the uh, West Coast at the time, it was kind of in the middle of the day, so I don't know if they got enough people to make it go. But if we see something, we'll talk about it next week. Yep. All right. So the main PVE event this week is the third appearance of Jesse and the second uh, Awaken Rainbow Dragon event. Uh, you can get Jesse or a UR Jewel, as always. <laughs> and uh, to farm Jesse, there's many different ways because he's not, you know, he's not particularly dangerous. I used the raw heal stall version, which I basically used for Cyrus last week. There's a few differences in the deck. Um, the main difference is you don't run the Temple of Mind's Eye and uh, emergency provisions, but you do a lot of the other stuff, stalling and gaining life, and then Cosmic Compass, Double Summon, raw Anti-Magic Arrows attack. So pretty easy. Yeah, and, and I did it uh, even more old school than that. Instead of going back one week, I went back like several months and uh, <laughs> went back to Serb, our old friend. Um, it's pretty much a classic Serb where you just play a bunch of spells and in the end you do a vassal, uh, tunnel, whatever, union attack thing. Uh, it has one weakness in that he has one trap that can bounce your Serb. So every once in a while, like, a couple times I just lost to that. Uh, but for whatever reason, usually he didn't. Uh, I've never actually even read the text of the trap, so I don't know. If, <laughs> like, no, you know what it's called. It's just, I it's called. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't either. But anyway, the deck works well and consistent enough that uh, I've al- I'm already done farming him. So now I'm just doing it for the EX gems. Um, I saw a version on Reddit that ran spellbooks to help you get through your deck faster. Uh, but every once in a while they tend to be kind of dead cards, so I'm not sure if I actually prefer them to just stuff that we used to run, like um, just a shard of greed and stuff. It's a little bit slower that way, but maybe a bit more consistent. You could also put in things like Econ um, or a couple of just other stall cards so that when that trap does go off, it doesn't uh, blow you out and automatically lose you the game, or you can just take a couple losses and and then just take the quick wins the other games like I did and 
it works out either way pretty much just fine. Yep. Um, there's three new farmable cards. First one's Rare Value, a UR. Uh, if you control two or more Crystal Beasts and your Spell and Trap, your opponent chooses one, and you send it to a graveyard and you draw two cards. Yep. Draw two cards yep. for a monster that you could easily put into the Spell Trap Zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's tons of Crystal Beast cards that... I mean, all the Crystal Beast monsters go there when they die, but also there's other cards that you can put things into your spell trap. So uh, this is definitely one of the better Crystal Beast cards. I'm not sure how important it is for PvP or if it makes PvP happen, but it is definitely one of the strongest ones. has a little bit of a, a farm feel to it because you can just cycle through your deck really quickly. Probably not better than other farming cards, but in any event, you want this one because it's one of the best Crystal Beast cards. Right. Crystal Promise in SR. Target one Crystal Beast in your Spell and Trap Zone and Special Summon it. Yep. You're yep, getting like just... 1,800 or 1,700 typically with this for free, Yes. Yeah, nothing crazy, but also it's like, you know, the same type of stuff that we always like. Tempo, ramp, all of that built into one. Um, could be card advantage, so there's lots of lots of good tools there. It doesn't seem to be like game breaking, but again, it's another solid one that you want just in case Crystal Beast becomes something and it has a decent shot of running this. And Rainbow Gravity, not Gravity's Rainbow. This is a trap. If you control, if you have seven Crystal Beasts with different names on the field or in your graveyard, special summon one Ultimate Crystal Monster from your deck or graveyard, ignoring the summoning conditions. So this is only useful if you're trying to get that 4,000 attack monster onto the board or resurrected from the graveyard because it has the same conditions. You need 7. So if you're just playing like a tempo version, this is not going to cut it. If you're trying to do something sexy with a 4,000 attack monster, then sure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, there's definitely some joy in doing that. So uh, yep. luckily this is an R, so uh, if you want to do it, you can pretty easily get the pieces for it, and if you don't care about doing it, you're not going to feel bad because it's just an R, so it's not like wasting valuable SR space. Yeah, and I actually faced a Crystal Beast today on PvP, and they got three monsters onto the board in one turn. So that that showed me something. I still won the game, but yeah. I almost lost. <laughs> there it is. That's, that's always the kind of the kicker at the end. Yeah. Uh, I faced one as well, and I also beat it, but... I'm glad. At least now it's good enough that people think they could bring it onto PvP, yeah. whereas before they knew they could not. It's probably good enough for gold and maybe some of the platinum ranks, I'd say. Like, just to beat some people um, eventually, if you want to yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, sure, and if you're at a ranked floor, it's like, why not, I guess. But, there you go. EX cards. The, yep. Uh, well, yeah, I was just going to transition us over to the uh, trader cards, right. um, which also uh, relate to the Crystal Beast stuff. Yep, so Crystal Blessing is a card we're getting a second copy of. It's a level up reward, apparently. Target up to two Crystal Beasts in your graveyard, place them in face up in your spell and trap zone. Yeah, so he this, the person I played played this um, as part of the combo to get three monsters on the board. Got there two go. quick. Yeah. Um... Some other cards here, Grapple Blocker and Fossil Tusker, you can get your second copies of. If I were to choose, I'd go for the Grapple Blocker, because Fossil Tusker does nothing, really. So, Yeah, 
Agreed. And Jesse, there's a new skill called Transcendent Crystals. I believe it helps get more monsters onto the board, just like Crystal Blessing. So, uh, I think I might have it, but I forgot to look it up before we started. So, uh, we'll assume on. it does that. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can assume it does that. And the new trader cards also have synergy too. Two of them, Crystal yeah. Rageki. Trap card. Send one crystal beast from your spell or trap zone to the graveyard to target one card your opponent controls and destroy it. So crystal beasts, one of the glaring things that they're missing is removal. And this is three removals on any monster or spell and trap. So very flexible. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really utilitarian card. Um, it... It had me really excited when I first saw it because I <laughs> saw Regeki and I and I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, it's it's definitely not a Regeki uh, in what that card meant initially sense, but uh, it's definitely a solid card. Gravicrush Dragon is a one tribute twenty four hundred twelve hundred dragon. You can send one face up continuous spell card you control to the graveyard to, and target one monster your opponent controls and destroy it. So basically, you use your Crystal Beasts to remove stuff. Yeah, it's nice. It's recurring removal. Um, obviously, the body's not like great, but this is like another way. It's all kind of trying to come together and make the Crystal Beasts actually good by kind of giving you this value engine uh, that, in theory, people can't keep up with. Um, I think right now the game is too fast for it because people will just win in one turn so when you have value over several turns like this is kind of trying to have you do it's not quick enough it, it can't keep up um, this needs the games to go longer for you to win that value game um, but maybe at some point we'll get there and a card that has nothing to do with crystal beast penguin knight uh, 900-800 when this card is sent directly from the deck to the graveyard by an effect of a card controlled by your opponent Unite your graveyard cards with your own deck. Shuffle them and form a new deck. So this is an anti-mill card. That's all it is. Yep, I definitely pick some up just because it's like a really easy tech card against uh, getting milled out. So whenever and that I, happens, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean it. It could it could come at some point. It's just an end, so there's not really much cost to uh, <laughs> to picking it up. Right. Um, I found the skill, by the way, and it, like you said, it, it pretty much says that. You send one to three cards from your hand to your graveyard, and then you choose the same number of Crystal Beast Monsters from your deck and put them into your spell and trap zone. I think it's even better. You get to pick uh, the higher attack monsters, I guess, so you could uh, special summon the 1800 right away, I guess, if you wanted. Yeah, you can tutor them out. You get to use the skill twice per duel, and there's no... Um, damage requirements so right. that makes it different from most other skills too so there's uh like you said there's some cool stuff going on there yeah i'd like to see that work I'd like to see i get fourth place in a tournament sometime <laughs> <laughs> exactly fourth place i like it the card flipper campaign is back with just one card i mean there's there's one new card and one we're getting a third of the new card is pitch black warwolf um 1600-600 your opponent cannot activate trap cards during the battle phase. If this sounds familiar, it's the exact same thing as Mirage Dragon. Same stats. The only difference is it's a Beast Warrior, 
And that has synergy with your Fire Formation cards, which gets attack on Beast Warriors. There you go. Uh, it's also an SR instead of an R for some reason. So, <laughs> hmm. yeah, I don't know. And Exarian Universe is that 1800-1900 Beast Warrior, which does piercing if he loses 400 attack. It's good for auto-dueling, I found. Mm. Uh, pretty good for auto-dueling, because he gets flipped. He's still got good defense, and they do the piercing sometimes, so good for auto-dueling. There you go. Alright, we made it to Crusader's Battlegrounds. So this is the new box, and uh, you don't have to be an expert or a genius in Yu-Gi-Oh! just to see one of these cards says, go, oh, it's going to change the meta. And that's because, well, probably for me, because I hate Sylvans, and I call this the demise of Sylvans. We'll see if it is, but I'm hoping <laughs> it is. Um, and like I mentioned before, this is going to define the meta before the MCS, because the MCS already happened. Um, and this will likely play a huge role in the WCS, um, I, I mean, you could see how greedy a company is. It's kind of like they're releasing it right before a big tournament. I don't know, but it's definitely gonna, it's definitely gonna shape the WCS. <laughs> That's all I could say. Yeah, it's. I guess maybe they're experimenting with how they like the timing. Um, like we talked about before, do you want to see kind of a settled meta going into a big tournament, or do you want to see like a new, fresh meta? Um, obviously, they've been making sets and, and playing tournaments in the real-life Yu-Gi-Oh! for a long time, so I'm not sure why that question's still up in the air, but maybe this market's a little bit different uh, than that market, or maybe since it's so easy to track data on like phones and apps and stuff, they're using this market to... Uh, as like the better testing case for the next uh, for the real life market, so I don't know. I I find it interesting that they're doing it kind of both different ways. I still think and have thought for a long time that the sets come out too quickly in this game because it's almost impossible for people to keep up and it leads to a lot of power creep and stuff. But uh, there are definitely some good cards in this one, so hopefully we can get lucky and get some of the yeah. good ones when with our packs that we get. Yeah, you definitely want three of some URs here. <laughs> I'm not going to get that lucky. I'm telling you now. There's no way I'm going to buy that many packs. Yeah. And unfortunately, I already digged into my uh, Google Play coffers, so we'll, oh, see. No. We'll, see. we'll see where that goes. Maybe I'll use my we Steam credit this time. <laughs> we need to entice more patrons is what we need. Yeah. Um, let's talk about these cards. URs. Silent Swordsman level 7. This is a 2800-1000. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned by Silent Swordsman level 5. And cannot be special summoned by any other way. Negate all spell effects on the field. So it's better than Silent Magician. Because Silent Magician doesn't... Um, it's only not affected by spells. So they still go off. And the negate is not negate and destroy. So sometimes they'll play like a continuous card and it'll just stay on the board so it's gonna have a weird effect where it just leaves a card on the board but from what i could tell silent swordsmen are a little better thanks to one spell card in this box yeah i kind of uh have the same impression um i think we might as well mention the spell card now let's yeah. see it's the quick play right 
that's yeah. the one you were thinking of. Uh, do you have the name? Forgot to write down the name. It's like Silent Sword Strike or something. <laughs> uh, oh, Silent Sword Slash. Okay, cool. You found it. Um, basically, it seems like you like the whole Silent Swordsman aren't great, except this card is really good. Yeah. Um, and this seems to me to be the reason why you would run uh, Silent Swordsman. Uh, so it's a quick place spell. Uh, it's just a rare, so you might be able to pick up a few too easily, but maybe not because I'm still struggling with onslaughts. And it reads, target one Silent Swordsman monster you control. That monster you control gains 1,500 attack and defense, and if it does, until the end of this turn, it is unaffected by your opponent's card effects. This card's activation and effects cannot be negated. You can banish this card from your graveyard to add one Silent Swordsman monster from your deck to your hand. So it's another one of those cards that has the banish from the graveyard for a secondary effect. The secondary effect synergizes with future copies of this card because you're kind of fueling your engine. And it's just a giant buff as a quick play, so it gives you like lethal and stuff, and it can't be negated, and it makes the target of it um, unable to be affected by stuff. So this seems to have a lot of like burst potential, a lot of combat tricks, a lot of lasting value with that banish effect. Um, Seems like a really good card. Yeah. They definitely looked un- unimpressive before you saw that card. <laughs> yep. There is a new archetype called Noble Knights, and this is the UR version, Noble Knight Madrout. 1700-1000 Light Warrior. This card is treated as a normal monster when face-up on the field. When equipped with a Noble Arms Equip spell, it becomes an effect monster. This card becomes dark, and its level one- its level is increased by 1. Once per turn, if you control no other monsters, you can special summon one noble knight from your deck in defense mode, except for Madrout. And if you do, destroy one equipped spell you control. So it doesn't make a ton of sense now, but they have a ton of synergy where they try to destroy their own noble arms cards, and then the noble arms come back immediately and equip onto another monster. Right, yeah. So later in the box, you'll see there's a lot of the equips... Uh, which are the arms, and uh, it seems like the archetype's really set on kind of cycling them and getting value from, like you said, destroying them and re-equipping them and bringing stuff in and taking stuff out of play. Um, there's a couple decent-looking cards there. It kind of gives me the same uh, impression as the spell books. seems like a similar type thing, um, they they're also limited in that that you can only have one of the certain card in play at a time and stuff like that, um, which is similarly necessary as the spell books because otherwise I think it would be op. It'd be too easy to just cycle through everything. So they have to kind of limit it a little bit, and it's also just kind of a whole package type thing. So uh, one of those ones that's going to be a lot easier to see, or you know, you have to play it to kind of see how it works um, instead of kind of. Uh, trying to check it out in the vacuum is a little tough. Yeah. This is a return of an archetype, the Six Samurai, Grandmaster of the Six Samurai, 5-star, 2100-800. You can only control one of these. If you control a Six Samurai monster, you can special summon this from your hand. If this card is destroyed by an opponent's card effect, target one Six Samurai in your graveyard and add it to your hand. So it's a free special summon of a 2100, and then that even gets you Shogun Shen if you have both. 
So you could get all three of the monsters on the board at the same time. Yeah, I really like this Grandmaster. Um, he, the free summon is good. The body's good. The protecting stuff is good. Um, it just seems like a really solid card. The archetype was, was you decent. know, like tier four or something. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was decent. It saw a little bit of play. Most of the play it saw was in the lower ranks, like uh, maybe low platinum or something. But it was like close and so i like that they're giving it a little bit of a boost here to see if maybe it can come back or or maybe not so much a comeback but it's first time around that it should have had i think it could make it i i've seen some of these cards they seem pretty good yeah uh one card that's not that good great maju garzette six star zero zero fiend the attack of this card becomes twice the attack of an of one monster that you tributed for the tribute summon of this card. So it becomes a really big guy with zero defense. And you know that the problem there is you flip it and that's it. Um, there might be some one turn kill stuff with anti-magic arrows, but that's kind of it. Yeah. I was thinking it seems like kind of a meme thing or like a YouTube thing where you, I don't know. The first thing that came to my mind is that you, do something like you set them up with a lava golem and then you steal it back with an econ or something and then you make like a huge 6,000 attacker. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe soul exchange. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah. then the lava golem takes up your turn worth of summoning, so it just gets more and more <laughs> uh, contrived. But whatever. Or owner seal. Yeah, that could come back. Yeah. DD Assailant, 4 star 1700, 1600. After damage calculation, when this card is destroyed by battle with an opponent's monster, banish that monster and this one. So it's kind of like Yomi's ship, but it banishes, so it's a little better, I guess, but no one really plays Yomi's ship anymore, so we'll see if this has any use in stall or banish. Yeah, I think this will see play. Um, it's a utility enough card that. Um... It, it has general uses, and it will probably be most common in some sort of stall that will come out at some point. But Banishing's really solid, and uh, seems like a good card. It has a decent body, too, even if you don't. Yeah. Like, if the board's just open, you can just play it and attack with it and feel fine. This is a repeated card, Thistalos, the Firestorm Monarch. The only difference now is that there is Monarch support. Um... Yeah, this card does some hand disruption. You could discard one random card from your opponent's hand, and then you do the burn damage if it's a monster card. It never saw any play before, but we shall see with the Monarch support. Right, yeah, we have a little bit more Monarch support now. You can also, I don't know, maybe more reliably get three copies now, just in case that matters, like to have multiple copies. So there's a chance that it sees play. Probably not, because it didn't the first time around, but there's a chance. All right, you really like the creator, so here's the dark creator. See what see what you feel about this card. It's Eight. so funny you say that because I really like this card. <laughs> Eight star, twenty three hundred, three thousand thunder, dark thunder, cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by having five or more dark monsters in your graveyard when you control no monsters. Once per turn, you can banish one dark monster from your graveyard to target one dark monster in your graveyard and special summon that target. Yeah, I love this guy. I, 
I like it. Uh, you have here grass looks greener decks, which I think is totally possible. I like it with Necrofear. Um, I like it with other cards in this set. DD uh, Reincarnation, which we're going to talk about in a sec. Uh, Dark Knight Harshath. Uh, there's just lots of good synergy here. We've added more things that interact with your cards that are banished or you know removed from play. And so I think that that's there's a very big possibility that this becomes a deck. Uh, I'm sure someone's going to get King of Games with it, get a lot of Reddit upvotes. It looks like an awesome and fun deck. It's probably not going to be Tier 1 because these types of decks don't tend to be, but it seems like a really good engine that will be good enough to see some play. Yeah, it, it, you don't really know which way to go because Dark, dark Arch- uh, Attribute is probably the strongest. If you had to pick one, I'd say Dark is probably the strongest. And then mm-hmm. you could just go anywhere. You could pick any dark monster you want for this deck. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of other good synergies too. You know, you could do some dark magician synergy stuff. You could do some of the uh, archfiend synergy stuff. So you're right. There's lots of lots of different routes. Hopefully, you'll get this one. Not like unlike the regular creator, which you got none of. We'll, we'll see. I agree. Fingers crossed. Maybe I can get away with just having two of it because it seems impossible for me to have three. So. Fingers crossed. Alright, this is the standout of the box. I think the one that everyone wants to find. The Nobleman of Crossout. Normal spell. Target one face down monster on the field. Destroy it. And if you do, banish it. If it was a flip monster, each player reveals from their main deck. Um, and banishes all cards with it from the same name. So, this would banish any of the Sylvans you play. But unfortunately, it does not get rid of all of them. It's fine. It doesn't cost anything extra like um, Tribute to Doomed. So that's why we'll see play. Yeah, and the Banish is also slightly valuable because they have those cards that put cards back into their right. deck from the graveyard and then you can like recycle them and reuse them. So this avoids that a little bit as well. So it's a, I mean, it's a good card. It saw a lot of play back when I used to play the real-life real version of the game. Right. So... Um, we don't play nearly as many flip effects now as uh, we used to back then when I used to play, but there's still a lot of utility to this card. Yeah, I had a holographic one of these, I remember. Oh, baby. I traded it away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. DDR, not the dancing game, different dimension reincarnation. Equip spell... Discard one card, then target one of your banished monsters, special summon it in attack mode, and equip of this card. When this card leaves the field, destroy the equipped monster. So it's basically a resurrection, basic resurrection for any banished, oh, one of your banished monsters. Yeah, and the good thing about this is that you can choose, well, for a lot of the banish effects, you get to choose what you're banishing. And so a lot of the reanimation effects in this game are limited by it has to be this type of monster or it has to be four stars or less or you know, something like that. Where this, it has to be dark, right? Or did I just make that up? No, it's it has, just banished. Has, yeah, it has to be banished. So there's lots of ways to banish. Dark was just the first place where my, my mind went with it. But um, that means it's, even though there's not, presently a ton of ways to banish stuff there's enough that i think that this is one of the most wide open uh, reanimation cards even though by its text it's fairly limited right 
Yeah, the ones that do the graveyard are kind of limited on what you can do with them. Yeah. And a bit of an under-the-radar UR, I believe, Shingzenhu Replica. A continuous trap. Select one set spell or trap on the field that cannot be activated. Cards and effects cannot be activated in response to this one. So it's it's a it's a trap version of Fire Formation Gyaku. And that's a card that sees a lot of play. So I think this is better since it's faster. Yeah, it doesn't have the Fire Formation Gyaku uh, synergies. Yeah. Um, but I guess you're right. It is quicker. You could like you know flip it up at the end of their turn after they set something to just mess them up uh, extra. I guess <laughs> you yeah. still can't activate stuff in response to it. So I'm not sure if that's a huge benefit, but seems seems like it could see some play. I guess it's better as a turn two player, and then you just put on on your toggle, and then it's like haha, you draw a card and you're screwed. Okay. Yeah, I. I wasn't super impressed by it, but that's a good point. You can get them on their turn. Sometimes that's better. Let's look at the super rares. Evil Swarm Heliotrope is a vanilla 1950. So we're on to the next level. Yep. Uh, just some more power creep. It's probably going to be a couple months before the 2000 comes out. Yeah, well... That's funny because the 2000 is in the preview box, right? It is. But it's, but it's not a vanilla. So for a vanilla 2000 to come out... There has to be one, I think. Well, it, I'm just thinking that it has to... It, you're right, one will come at some point, probably, because we just keep power creeping. But I'm just thinking that it'll have to be even longer out because we still haven't even seen... Uh, what is it? The elf, dark elf or something. Oh yeah, that one, that one has a downside, sort of. Like you have to pay life points, I guess. Right, that's what I'm saying though. So since that one has a downside, for, if it's just vanilla, then it's better than that oh, card. So this could that be card a, has this could this could be the top of the list. It could be, or you know, the vanilla 2000 is just coming six months down the line or whatever <laughs> because dark elf is coming down three months later or something. That's a good point. Um, Silent Swordsman level 5 2300 1000 unaffected by your opponent's spell effects during your standby phase af- during your next standby phase after this card inflicts battle damage to your opponent by a direct attack you can send this face up special summon Silent Swordsman level 7 so it has to attack directly and the quick play spell kind of helps that in that you clear them and then you can attack directly but then they have to know, have that no back row I guess it works around Econ that's the one card it, it fights but traps would screw it over. Yeah, uh, like we said, the swordsmen themselves aren't like super impressive. It's really for me. It's pretty much just that quick play is the reason why you're playing the deck. Yep. Noble knight Dristan is eighteen hundred eight hundred. While you control another noble knight monster, your opponent cannot target your monsters with less than eighteen hundred attack, except for this one for cards, for attacks, and card effects. If a Noble Arms Equip spell is equipped to it, you can target one face-up on the field, face-up card on the field, and destroy it. You can use this effect once per turn. So it has, like, protection, kind of like the Amazonas Tiger, but even more so, because all the effects and attacks go to it. And then you could, uh, you could sacrifice your Noble Arms, which come back for removal, so pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a part of that whole engine that we were talking about. If it becomes a deck 
which it's hard to tell at this point. Uh, this this has some room to be in there, maybe. Steel Swarm Mantis. This is a new archetype. Level 5 Fiend, 2200. When this card is tribute summoned by tributing a Steel Swarm Monster, you can pay 1,000 life points to target one Steel Swarm Monster in your graveyard and special summon it. So this prevents the loss of board presence. You're basically tributing and then you get the monster back or any monster you want. It's only 1,000 life points. Not bad. It helps trigger uh, the Bastion Dark Field skill too. Yeah, so uh, first of all, these Steel Swarms look kind of like the bad guys from the JLA movie. Um, So there's that. But (laughs) the deck, it seems like the whole deck is kind of built for us in this set. So it won't be too hard to figure out how we want to build it. And then once we build it, we'll just have to decide if it's any good or not. And the whole point of the deck is that you play these guys and they swarm because there's lots of cards that let you either undo the downside of tributes or uh, help you accelerate into tributes, as we'll see later. Uh, A lot of them are rare, so maybe not specifically. But uh, And then you make these big tributes and, you know, the swarm becomes the big guys and then you recycle the little guys again. So um, it seems like a fun archetype. It doesn't feel good enough to me yet. It it feels kind of like a dark world to me and the dark worlds didn't quite make it either. Um, But, you know, it could, I could be wrong. This is the one you would kind of target because this is the only SR in the set. So you, if you're like a cheap to play player, you might try to make it work because they're also easy to get. Right. Yeah. For sure. Like like I said, a lot of them are R's, um, and I guess I didn't notice that, but this one's the only SR. So yeah, it's definitely uh, maybe a cheaper version of the Dark World. Uh, something you could target if you're on a little bit, put a little bit less into the game. And if you're free to play, you're playing Bujins or Violons. There's no SRs. <laughs> Um, Grand Marg, the Rock Monarch, another Monarch Monster, 6 stars, 2400, 1000. If this card is Tribute Summoned, destroy one set card on the field. Target one set card on the field and destroy it. So it's it's a good ability, but I feel like it doesn't do enough. Like It just destroys one thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely not enough on its own. Um I do like the, you have it here in the notes again, I do like the escalation of the Monarchs, and I like that whole kind of, uh, maybe there's an archetype there, and I think it would be better just in that whole archetype instead of just on its own. Um, But it's an okay card. I wouldn't be mad to pull it, but I'm also not like searching for it. Right. It's a lot better than that one that had piercing. There was a card that, yeah, it was just like 2200 or 2400 with piercing. I was like, okay. (laughs) I give up. Um, This is a repeat as well. Berlinif, the Firestorm Vassal. This card kind of is a ramp. You you could special summon it and then tribute it. And then it has an extra ability that counters uh, Sphere Kribos, like hand combat tricks. Yeah. It's a really solid card. I think one reason why we don't see more of it is just because it was in the uh, preview box or selection box. And now that it's in a regular box, I think we'll see it in, like, Hazy Flame and maybe Monarchs, and it's just a solid card. Spirit of the Flames, 4-star, 1,700, 1,000 Pyro, cannot be normal summoned or set. 
must be first special summoned by banishing one fire monster in your graveyard. This card gains 300 attack in the battle phase. It's exactly the same, I believe, as Rock Spirit, which saw a little plan magnets. Not really. This is kind of a filler SR, in my opinion. I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think this one might work in Hazy Flame. Um, just because it kind of has... It, it's not going to like blow you away in it, but it does let you kind of do all the things that Hazy Flame likes to do. It takes advantage of monsters in the graveyard. It's a fire type. Um, I don't know. It gives you that ramp, of course, is the main reason. So I think it could see some play. At this point, though, we have a lot of ways to ramp out the Hazy, so maybe we don't need one more. Um, I don't know. We shall see. Yeah. Maybe if you don't get a full set of... Uh, Berlinettes, you run your Spirit of Flames as kind of like your quote budget like replacement or something. Uh, Secret Six Samurai Rihan. This is a fusion of three Six Samurais with different attributes. 2400-2400. It is a contact fusion, so you don't use polymerization. You put them back, you put them into the graveyard and then you get this guy out. Um, you can banish, once per turn, you can banish one six samurai from your hand or face up from the field, target one card on the field, and banish it. If a six samurai monster you control will be destroyed by battle card effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard instead. So it's just an extra card. Like, you wouldn't need this card, I think, but it's just in your extra deck so you could use it. That's a good point. I was thinking, like, this card is way too hard to get out, and it, and yeah. it's even expensive. Once you get it out, you don't, like, automatically win. You just have, like, a little bit of protection, and you need to pump more cards into it for its effects to work and stuff. But uh, I guess you make a good point that since you don't need the polymerization, it's just the contact fusion, there's no downside to just having it in your extra deck, and then every once in a while it'll kind of show up, and you'll be like, oh, hey, I can do this. This is cool. Yeah. And maybe win the game that way, but it's not like you don't have to like build your entire deck around it. And it sets up a Nishi, who is, uh, if you have two uh, six samurai in your graveyard, you can special summon him for free. So you can go like a double removal type situation there. Yeah. Oh, baby. This is a really good card too, Special Hurricane, Normal Spell. Discard one card from your hand, destroy all special summoned monsters from the field. We we kind of called it when we were asking for Jaugen last week, so here it is. Yep, yeah, it's a tech card. Um, if we end up with like too many special summons in the game, then it'll this just kind of always keeps in check, because if we get to the point where there's too many, then people start feeling comfortable main decking this. And then once this is main deck, then you can't run as many special summons. and uh, So it's nice to have that check, because for a while we were just going nuts on the special summons. I don't think it's going away, because the new archetypes, I mean the new things like Synchro, XYZ, Pendulum, anything new is all special summons. So I think there's just going to be more and more, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I get the impression that this set is trying to push us back. I mean, there's a the lot tributes, of, like, tribute yeah. summons and just, like, guys that you play normally, um, which might be too slow because we've already flipped that switch and we can't undo it, uh, which is unlike most switches, but whatever. Uh, it's late and I'm tired. <laughs> broke the switch. Uh, yeah, we broke the switch while we were flipping it. But... Uh, 
you know, this seems like kind of more pushing that direction and maybe putting off the synchros and everything like that for a little while. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, either this is a tech card that's, you know, cyclically sees play to keep things in check or it's just a really good card that ends up becoming like a staple and everyone needs it. So yep. either way, you're kind of happy to grab it while you can. Definitely. Recurring Nightmare, Normal Spell, target two Dark Monsters with zero defense in your graveyard and add them to your hand. Uh, it works for Steel Swarms. There's actually a lot of monsters that are dark with zero defense. So, yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, repeat by Order of the Emperor. I would say just play Forbidden Chalice for memory loss because they don't let your opponent draw another card. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I put in my notes for this one. What is this for? So <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. It's a monster of an effect, so I guess the uh... the monarchs, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sylvans don't count because it's an optional effect, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because the Guardioke is optional. You don't have to trigger that effect every turn. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably the monarchs. Uh, an Escalation of the Monarchs, Continuous Trap. Once per turn during your opponent's main phase or your opponent's battle phase, you can immediately, after its effect resolves, Tribute Summon one monster. So this makes Tribute Summons fast, I guess, and it opens up play for a lot of 5 and 6 star monsters, which were just too slow before. Yeah, I really like this card. It gives you that ramp, it gives you combat tricks, it... Uh, it gives you extra enter the battlefield effects, which is, of course, what specifically the Monarchs do. So uh, I really like it. It's a cool card. I'm glad it's in the game. You could Feng Huang your opponent during their turn. <laughs> yeah, get him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about the rares and ends uh, quickly, sort of, just broadly, I guess. The Noble Knights, they're based on Knights of the Round Table, and uh, they're Warriors of Equip Spells. They... We talked about their synergy. They try to destroy their own equip spells and bounce them onto other people. And then the monsters themselves have effects that synergize. It's really, it's a really collective set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like yeah. uh, Gawain and Boars of the Noble Knights. I think those are kind of my two of the favorite knights. Dear boys, <laughs> my boys. Yeah, and uh, and glory of the noble knights. I think I forget. I I accidentally erased that note already. But I liked one of the spells as well. So what do you like from this bunch? Yeah. So um, I wasn't impressed with all of the noble arms spells. The uh, the one that gains you life points didn't really seem to help. But the one with you know a thousand attacks kind of on par with what you would expect a quip card to give you. So that's there. They have the one that destroys um, spells, Arfiduter. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Noble Glory of the Noble Knights is good. Noble Arms of Destiny is kind of like Amazonist Heirloom, and then it prevents them from being destroyed. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, uh Based on your notes here, I, I see that Glory of the Noble Knights is definitely the one that I was talking about. Let's quick play an equip spell, which right. seems really solid because you get to tutor out the one you want, and then also it's going to be like in a thousand 
attack buff, so it's like a combat trick as well. So mm-hmm. it seems really solid. Yeah. And they have different things where they turn to five-star monsters, so I want to see if that goes anywhere. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that's like the part of it that people highlight more or if it's more of like the bouncing your um, your equip spells m- multiple times that's kind of more important. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, it'll be cool to see equip spells finally be meta. We'll see. We'll see. Steel Swarms, they're big fiends that revolve around tribute summoning. So Gatekeeper is a smaller guy who lets you get an extra monster when he's tribute summoned. So you get the monster back on the board. Uh, there are some big ones. Costag. Costag, you could destroy all monsters on the field or all spells and traps when summoned. So it's like Rainbow. Rainbow you could pick. Um, Longhorn, pay 1,000 life points, destroy that target, 3,000, zero. And Hercules, three tribute monster. You can pay half your life points to destroy all their cards on the field. So they have some really big abilities. Yeah, they're big guys with big abilities, but you have to kind of set up your whole thing to get them out. Um, the traps help with that as well. I don't like I said before when we were talking about it. It feels kind of dark worldy to me, where it's not quite good enough. It kind of it wants you to do stuff that you don't normally want to do, which is like tribute a whole bunch. Over over tributing is bad, as you know from this game where we like almost never tribute at all in Duel Links, and this is just like going to the far other extreme. So whenever they're forcing you to do something that the game isn't already encouraging you to do, then it has to be a really strong effect for you to kind of go against the whole grain of how the game like flow works and uh i'm not convinced these guys are worth it 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 seems like a really cool deck when it works i'm sure you'll be like cheering and and making sweet youtube videos and stuff but i'm i'm not on it it doesn't seem like a super solid pvp deck to me yeah it it all depends how fast it can swarm and stuff and replenish i guess they're bored because the guys with zero defense you could just activate Econ and then it's over, even if they destroy everything on the board. You gave up all this resources for a zero defender and then that's the game, so unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So I don't know. We'll see. The Bujins are back. They got all of their cards this time. So I played Bujins, uh stage one of a Kaiba Cup, so I like them. I kinda know how they work. They they are very versatile. Um. Yeah, I like these cards. Ma, uh, Hirosum, Hirume, I like. It comes out for free, and it helps the synergy. Basically, you try to discard them. The the Bujinjis. You discard the Bujinjis, and then you give support. So, uh, Quillen, uh, provides it, it destroys a face up card on the field. Hair provides immunity to effects in battle damage. Sinew is a metal morph. Um, yeah. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, it seems like these ones are like really a lot stronger. Um, so it the seems like a nice, ones, yeah. 
seems like a nice buff to the Bujan archetype. I never felt like the archetype was good enough to really see like real play. Um, I didn't try it though at that high level like you did. So um, hopefully this is nice and good enough to kind of make them semi-competitive and not oppressive. They seem seems about right, I guess, to me, where they're probably going to be like a tier two, tier three thing. So I'm yeah, they, it. they have so much hand stuff going on, you can't counter. That's what their strength is, I think. Mm. Six Samurais are back. You have um, the cards we mentioned before, the Contact Fusion, and then the Grandmaster. You have Kizaru and Hatsume and Doji. I think Doji is one of the better cards. It helps you put more uh, Six Samurais into your graveyard so you can utilize the effects. Uh, nice. All these I really like uh, Kizaru as well. Kizaru is the special summon guy, I believe. He needs to be he... special summoned, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And their cards kind of do that, though. Their support, uh, cunning, I believe, and skills of the Six Samurai both kind of special summon a, a guy back, so that's what he does. Yeah, it seems like a nice buff. I think of all of the kind of archetypes that they're trying to give a second chance to, I'm most excited about the Six Samurai. I think they got the best uh, buffs. And and like we talked about before, they were already close. Yeah. And you could slap like a Joey field and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what they used to do. <laughs> and the Vylons. The Vylons are all ends. That kind of tells you what what state they're in. They're equip equips with unions and they have to destroy things by battle to get their effects off. So yeah. They have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think we've seen any good union cards, have we? Like in the entire course of the game. Uh did Victory Viper get anywhere? Well the union was optional. Yeah, I kind of forgot that guy was even a union, and you played it for a while, so I guess you can tell me more about if that one was good. No, or they not. had they had the uh, mech support platform, which was like a fringe victory viper card. It wasn't even yeah. considered. Right. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the violence, but you'll get them because they're all ends. So. Yep. Yeah. I'm just gonna point out some quick cards that I like. Um. Strike Ninja is Duke Devlin's card. That's what's important about him. <laughs> um, Hero Kid is kind of those cards that swarm onto the board for tribute. So you get three of them on the board in one turn. That's something. And then Arrival Rivals or something. Right, into Ra and, you know, yeah. GG. Um, Belial is interesting for fiends. Protects all your fiends. Ogre of the Scarlet Sorrow is like a hand golden apples. So think about how cool that is. Um, yeah, Sonic Sword Slash we talked about. Mad Reloader, good for your draw cards like Exodia. Damage Eater, anti-burn card. Darkness Approaches lets you put a face-down attack mode guy. Um, card Advances like Double Summon. Frost Blast of the Monarchs is double removal for Monarchs. So that's something. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I, unlike previous sets, I was able to take a look at these ones beforehand, so you're not getting all my hot takes, but 
uh, like I said, I was traveling for pretty much the whole day today, so I wasn't able to check out all of them. So all the ones that I liked were already covered. And if I missed any, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sometimes the end cards, it's cool to see, like, what breaks out, like the golden bamboo or something. Like the right, next yeah, there's, there's usually, like, one or two that kind of sneak by in the end pile. Yep. All right. Beginning of the week pack... I got a masked beast, so I got my only SR that I'm gonna get this month. Yep. Yeah. Well, it said you're guaranteed one. You might get more. Yeah. I don't remember what I got. I'm sure it wasn't great. I should start screenshotting them or something. Yeah. The the box just looks. The pack just looks so cool with its colors, and then disappointment. Yep. Oh, well, it's free. Yeah. Um, this is not going to be discussed. So that, there you go. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, la- the last thing we're going to talk about is upcoming news, and that's Tristan. He's coming next week. Uh, we get to fight Tristan, not with fists because we'll lose, but with cards, <laughs> so we'll win. And his cards, <laughs> his cards are uh, monkey cards because he gets turned into a monkey in the anime. So there's some monkeys, and then his uh, Robo Yaru's. Uh, and then Cyber Commander, which is his favorite card, which is a 750 vanilla monster. So if that's your favorite card, then, you know, you're not a good duelist. But, you know, we we, we were happy that we get to duel him. So It kind of looks like him, right? If I remember correctly. Like, everyone has their card that looks like them. Kaiser yeah. Man and then Cyber Commander. Um, yeah. It's funny that he turns into a monkey because it's kind of like the whole joke about him is that he's too dumb to duel. Because he's just a, a dumb monkey or something. No, no, we- Joey's the monkey. Oh, Joey's the monkey. Okay, well yeah. he's dumb too, so I guess that. But then, kind of but works. then yeah, yeah, Joey's the mo- the dueling monkey. And okay. then there's a in GX there is actually a dueling monkey, and he's called Wheeler. Eh, I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Uh, next week is Tristan, and then the WCS begins, and then we'll, we'll have some of these new cards as well. So we'll be excited to share what we got or did not get. Most likely. Sweet. Alright, that's it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Overcast, and YouTube. Check out the podcast and more at our website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. We have a Facebook page now. Uh, Patreon, if you want to help support our efforts, patreon.com slash dual underscore assessment. Email us with any questions at thedualassessment at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, dual underscore assessment. Me, Green Ranger, HS, Deck Tech at HS Deck Tech. That was quick. Good job. Yep, went fast. (laughs) Uh, make sure to send in more questions to either the email or the Twitter we'll answer them next week we have a few right now so we're we're trying to get to more Uh, any questions about Yu-Gi-Oh we could probably answer questions not about Yu-Gi-Oh as well we'll see where it goes (laughs) yeah alright thanks for listening guys catch you next time